0: Your only source for live campus news. This is The Pulse.
1: Good evening and welcome to The Pulse here on KCOU 88.1 FM Columbia. I'm your host, Luke. Tonight, I am joined by my co-hosts, Sam, Dominique, and Hunter. And we are going to be discussing the conservatorship of Britney Spears. But before we get started, let's go over some weather and headlines. currently 70 degrees with some overcast here in columbia it's been a real mixed bag we had some pop-up showers around 2 p.m this afternoon and the rain is expected to come back soon temperatures are also going to be dropping into the low 60s overnight as for the rest of the week it looks like things are going to clear up tomorrow it's sunny with a high of uh, 75 and a low of 60 and then for the homecoming game we have no precipitation in the forecast With a high of 87 and a low of 63. All right, let's move into headlines. Sam, get us started.
2: From CNN, at least four people have been injured from a school shooting in Arlington, Texas. The suspect, 18-year-old Timothy Gorge Simpkins, is in custody. Police say the shooting at Timberlake High School may have happened as a result of a fight between a student and another person in class. Those injured are suffering from gunshot wounds, however, the severity of these injuries are unknown. Simpkins will likely be charged with three counts of aggravated assault with a deadly weapon. Also from
3: CNN, a museum in Indonesia made out of plastic bottles and bags recently opened. The use of these materials to form the building is to highlight the marine crisis. The outdoor exhibition is located in Gresik, took three months to build with over, 10,000 plastic bottles, bags, and waste collected from polluted waters and beaches. Indonesia ranks second in, in its volume of plastic pollution. The museum has had more than 400 visitors since its opening.
0: A Cole County judge has ordered the state of Missouri to immediately resume collecting dues for the union that represents the state's correctional officers. Governor Mike Parsons' administration stopped collecting dues from officers' paychecks in 2019 in the middle of contract negotiations with the union. Because the previous contract expired, they argued the union no longer existed. This created a funding shortage that crippled the union, forcing them to close their headquarters, lay off staff, and end hardship payments for officers. In today's ruling, the judge said the decision to to stop collecting dues was unconstitutional and unreasonable.
1: This evening we are covering the conservatorship of britney spears and before we get into some discussion hunter has the story for 13 years one of the world's biggest pop
0: stars had everything from her health care to her credit cards controlled by her father but that changed last wednesday after a california court suspended jamie spears father of pop icon britney spears from being her conservator calling it a toxic arrangement Usually a conservator is a lawyer appointed by a judge to make decisions for someone who is unable to take care of themselves. Spears was placed under conservatorship in 2008 after a series of public meltdowns following a messy divorce and custody battle. Amid a media frenzy, the 26-year-old pop star was brought by ambulance to a Los Angeles hospital from her Beverly Hills home. Another chapter in her long-running custody battle with ex-husband Kevin Federline over their two sons. Her father said the conservatorship was helping her, but the singer had become increasingly fed up, calling it abusive and predatory. She had released an album, gone on a global tour, and completed a Vegas residency since it began, yet she still wasn't able to do things like drive her car or buy books for her kids without permission from her dad, who collected millions of dollars from her work as part of the arrangement. This came to a climax on June 22nd of this year, when Spears made an emotional appearance in front of a judge, begging for the conservatorship to end. I will be honest with you. I haven't been back to court in a long time because I don't think I was heard on any level when I came to court the last time. I brought four sheets of paper in my hands and wrote in length what I had been through the last four months before I came there. The people who did that to me should not be able to walk away so easily. Soon, the little known legal term became everyday conversation, as Britney fans took to social media and even to the streets to demand justice. creating the hashtag free Britney movement. A pair of documentaries released in the fall brought even more attention to the issue as stars like Miley Cyrus also called for the conservatorship to end. Leading to last week's ruling, suspending Jamie Spears and setting a new hearing for next month that will formally end it. Yesterday, I talked to people in front of the student center about what they thought about the conservatorship.
2: So when she first shaved her head, I truthfully think that they were like, oh, she's crazy and they didn't look into her mental state with enough, like, why did she actually shave her head? I think they were just like,
1: oh, her dad says she's crazy, so she's crazy.
2: And she really wasn't crazy. She was just rebelling and just quite frankly, sick of being in the spotlight, which quite frankly, I don't blame her.
1: I think everybody just needs to leave her alone and let her be her.
2: Yeah, I feel like a lot of people are understanding now that like, oh man, I had I had these opinions on her at the time. and now that I'm older or now that I have new information, you know, that I was, I was wrong. I really haven't heard much about it. I do know that, like, at one point she was, she was trying to get her, like, financial holdings back from her dad. But, like, that's all, really, I know.
0: On Monday, Spears took to Instagram to thank the Free Britney movement, writing, because of you guys and your constant resilience and freeing me from my conservatorship, my life is now in that direction. For KCOU, I'm Hunter Walterman.
1: Monique's going to start us off by looking back at Britney's rise to stardom and the beginning of the conservatorship now.
3: Okay. So Britney Jean Spears was born December 2nd, 1981 to both Jamie and Lynn Spears in Macomb, Mississippi. She was raised in Kentwood, Louisiana, smack dab in the Bible Belt. In her early days, a young Britney sang in the church choir, performed for whoever was open to watch and realized her aspirations for being a star. She enjoyed singing, dancing, and eating cheesy grits. At the age of eight, Brittany showcased her vocal talents on the popular competition show Star Search. In a sadly memorable moment, Star Search host Ed McMahon proceeded to question young Brittany about whether she had a boyfriend and went back and forth in creepy fashion. Haley Hill, Brittany's former stylist, remarked about the event, quote, Of all the things she could be asked about, Because what else can we talk to a woman or a girl about? There's so much more to her that everyone is missing. At 11, she was accepted into the all-new Mickey Mouse Club, with other famed celebrities like Justin Timberlake and Christina Aguilera. There was a brief moment of quietness after Disney stardom up until she landed a contract with Jive Records for her hit single, Baby One More Time. The single landed her at the number one spot on the Billboard 200, with over 25 million copies sold worldwide. At a rapid rate, Britney accelerated to true true stardom with hit after hit like Oops, I Did It Again and Sometimes. So, I'm turning it over to the group. What is your favorite classic Britney
2: song?
1: Toxic. (laughs) That's (laughs) the easy answer for me.
2: That's a good song. Mine is I'm a Slave for You, particularly... Because of the VMA performance with the snake. I mean, she killed it. <laughs> I'm in love with that song forever after that.
1: Iconic. Dominique, what's yours?
2: Um, honestly... You can't
3: beat, oops, I did it again. Like, come on, in the hallways? Yeah, the That's power, the power, the, the costumes. <laughs> yeah, no, for sure. So it took no time at all for Britney to become a beloved icon. However, public scrutiny, image detriment by the press, and public downfall followed shortly after. What started off as joyful exchanges and voluntary compliance on Britney's end turned into essentially stalking and swarming. The downfall of Britney's image began after the breakup between her and former sync vocalist Justin Timberlake. Their relationship was beloved by the public, viewing them as America's couple. Following the breakup, Justin went on to create his solo classic, Cry Me a River. The music video depicts a blonde love interest that looks very similar to Britney, lying and cheating on Justin. The public placed the blame on Britney for the relationship's failure and branded her as promiscuous. With this narrative in mind, front page covers expanded on this portrayal. Even the governor of Maryland's wife, Kendall Ehrlich, commented that if she had the opportunity, she would harm Britney Spears. Her justification for this comment was due to the negative impact her music had on her children. When shown this in an interview with Diane Sawyer, Britney responded saying that it was very sad to her for Ehrlich to openly say that. Britney defends herself from the justification by saying, quote, I'm not here to babysit her kids, end quote. Despite the initial hurt and heavy branding from the press, Britney used their negative portrayals to her advantage and advanced on it to claim back her power. Britney has been known for rebelling against standard and public expectations, holding up to her true name as an artist. Yet this pressure in Britney's persona would cause her more harm than good in the future. The conservatorship trouble started with her marriage to Kevin Federline back in 2004. After having two kids and press frenzy swarming her constantly, pushing the bad mother train wreck stereotype onto her image, Federline and Brittany would go on a split up and have an intense custody battle with Federline winning sole custody over their children. Being a victim of intense scrutiny with rumors of having bipolar disorder and the heartbreak of losing her kids... Britney's image only got worse with multiple breakdowns, landing her into a conservatorship with her father Jamie Spears as head conservator. A conservatorship of the person is when a guardian is assigned to watch over the individual and essentially dictate all elements of a person's personal life. A conservatorship of the estate, however, is when the conservator/guardian watches over the individual's finances. In most cases of conservatorships, the conservator is typically responsible for older persons, typically with dementia. Definitely not pop stars capable of performing in Las Vegas residencies or on tours. So I'm asking everybody, what do you think the press and paparazzi, what role do you think they played in the creation of the conservatorship?
1: I I think they definitely played a huge role because that made every part of Britney's day-to-day life extremely public and in the faces of everybody through the tabloids and whatnot. So any time she did something, everyone was going to hear about it, and that would just create this negative public perception of her and her own well-being.
2: Yeah, definitely. Yeah, I've, I've seen some really alarming videos of, like, paparazzi just swarming her to the point where she can't even drive without running people over. I mean, it's pretty ridiculous, and I, I definitely think it had a pretty big factor in this.
1: Yeah, if you can't even get into your car and drive somewhere without 50 people swarming you, that has to have an impact on your life without question.
2: Yeah, no
3: doubt on her mental health as well. Mm -hmm. And what started out as a temporary conservatorship ended up becoming permanent, with Britney having no say and courts ultimately pushing forward the decision. After this, fans and the world began to believe Britney's state became better due to her increase in guest appearances, performances, and even residencies following the permanent conservatorship. Her image began to shift from a bad mother and unstable individual back to America's sweetheart, with nobody truly knowing what was happening behind the scenes. The big blow-up with the conservatorship began when Britney walked out of her domination tour announcement and began a performance strike, causing people to question her choice. An influx of concerning information began to reach the public eye in a flash, with co-conservator Andrew Wallet requesting more money from Britney's estate and commenting that the conservatorship is more of a, quote, hybrid business model, end quote. So I'm asking the group, what do you think of Andrew Wallet's comment about the conservatorship being a hybrid business model? Do you believe that signaled trouble?
2: Obviously, that's super problematic. I mean, we're talking about the life of a person here and he's comparing it to a hybrid business model. Obviously, if he's comparing it to a hybrid business model, he's looking to make money off of the situation.
1: I think this, like you said, clearly indicates that financial exploitation of Britney Spears played a large role in the conservatorship. And this comment makes me think that there wasn't as much concern for her own personal well-being.
3: Yeah, and fans felt the same way. They also began to speculate that Britney had coded messages on her Instagram, signaling trouble with her father, Jamie Spears. Jamie has been described as being money-hungry, intimidating, and hot-headed. After a physical altercation with one of Britney and Federline's sons, Federline requested a restraining order from Jamie. While its comments, Jamie's reputation and fans con- fan concerns spawned the creation of the hashtag #FreeBritney Movement. In no time at all, Brittany obtained counsel and openly asked for removal of her father, Jamie, as conservator. This confirmed speculators' feelings about trouble with the conservatorship and Brittany's mental well-being.
1: And now I'm going to go over some recent developments in this situation. The conservatorship of Britney Spears made its way back to being front page news in the mid to late 2010s, which a lot of the stuff that was going on in court at that time was only recently obtained by the New York Times. As early as 2014, Britney's lawyer said in a hearing that was closed to the public that she wanted to have her father removed as the conservator. In a 2016 report by a court investigator, it was noted that Brittany felt like the conservatorship, quote, had become an oppressive and controlling tool against her, end quote. She told this investigator that she wanted the conservatorship to be terminated as soon as possible, saying that she was being taken advantage of. This was all said back in 2016, but that story never really got out. An investigator in 2016 stated that it was still in her best interest to have Jamie Spears remain as the conservators due to her, quote, complex finances. But he did call for a pathway to her independence and an eventual end to the conservatorship. The conservatorship was always seen as temporary, but like we've mentioned before, it turned into something more permanent. It was certainly Britney's understanding that it was never meant to last as long as it did. This investigation in 2016 came to those same conclusions that there needs to be a pathway for her to prove that she no longer needs this arrangement and is fit for independence, for uh, the last 10 plus years she was never really given the opportunity to fight back against the conservatorship because they maintained such strict control over her life and decisions so things got quiet for a bit after those conclusions were reached in 2016 but no progress was really being made on a pathway for britney to be independent again and it's crazy to me that it took so long for stuff that happened back in 2016 to come out to the public so i want to Open it up here and ask why you all think it took so long for this information to come out.
3: So I would say what I'm thinking in my mind is it was a network of people who were looking after Britney, who were essentially, I mean in a conservatorship group like he, it was Jamie at the head and then there was mm-hmm. a network people network of people working to not let it get out it was like little leaks here and there i think that's why it took so long it was just little leaks that we couldn't really define or keep or really noticed like it just wasn't it wasn't enough and Brittany couldn't say anything for herself yeah and yeah I think that's what it was
1: it's disheartening how much control they had over the information releases that were going on and she just didn't really have any ability to speak out publicly about any of this because even the stuff that happened in court was just being sealed off but it's it's out now and that is really what led to where we are today Everything with this case kind of starts to resurface around 2019, but really more so in the last year. The media spotlight focused on the mistreatment and conservatorship of Britney Spears. That's when we really started to see outpouring support online from fans and other celebrities. And that's really where the hashtag FreeBritney movement grew to what it became. In 2019, Britney said that she felt she was being forced to perform against her will. Since the conservatorship began about 10 years ago at that point, her father, Jamie, had been in charge. And from the accounts of people close to Brittany personally, she was much closer to her mother than her father. He didn't make much sense from the beginning being the person who would be in charge of Brittany's life since they had a lot of issues in their own personal relationship. But through all of this, like we've said, Brittany really didn't have control. She couldn't even pick her own lawyer to fight back against her father. She was deemed unfit to pick a lawyer, so she had to have a court-appointed lawyer to argue her case, so she never really had a chance to fight back from the beginning. And then, in early 2019, Britney Spears put her Las Vegas residency on hold so that she could focus on her mental health. According to Insider, an anonymous source involved in the conservatorship said that she was forced to go into a mental health facility. Shortly after this, Andrew Wallet resigned as co-conservator, leaving Jamie Spears as the sole conservator. And there was never much of a reason given for Wallet's resignation other than that he was seeking to increase the size of his own wallet through a pay raise, which many in the hashtag Free Britney movement cite as an example of Andrew Wallet wanting to exploit Britney for financial gain. In May of 2019, there was another status hearing in which Britney Spears asked the judge to consider ending the conservatorship. Around this time, Britney's mother, Lynn, was making more attempts to get involved in the conservatorship. And by this point, Jamie and Lynn were divorced. Lynn wanted to have a more formal role so that she could be informed and also have a say in her daughter's medical decisions. Lynn notably was making a lot of hints on social media that she supported hashtag free Britney by liking some Instagram comments supporting the movement. So Lynn is a force at this point who is more supportive of Britney's freedom. She's trying to get involved to either end or improve the conditions of the conservatorship while also fighting to balance out the influence of Jamie over Britney's life. So my question to you all is why do you think Lynn had been largely excluded from the arrangements up until this point, despite being the person who by all accounts has a better personal relationship with Brittany.
2: Um, I just think that probably Lynn had um, Brittany's, you know, best interests as heart where I don't really think Jamie did. I think Jamie was all in this for um, financial gain. And I don't see any evidence of that on Lynn's side. Um, So I think that she was excluded just because she didn't have any intention of um, being a part of that. And, um, yeah, I think it was it was mainly Jamie who had the control and and wanted the control.
1: I think those are all very fair points. Now, in 2020, the timetable for the conservatorship was extended twice, with the judge saying that those involved in the conservatorship needed more time to, quote, figure out what is best for Spears, end quote. Spears then formally asked the courts to remove her father as the sole conservator of the in, the estate, but instead, the judge just went and extended the conservatorship again into 2021. This falls into this cycle we had over the last year leading up to last week. Brittany would ask for the conservatorship to end or for Jamie to at least be removed, but neither of those things would happen. Instead, the conservatorship would continue to be extended. It got extended four separate times in 2020 alone. And then in her most public statement on the matter up until this point, Brittany formally asked the courts to end the conservatorship on June 23rd of this year. And then, of course, the reason we're talking about this story today is because last week we had a major development in the case. Jamie Spears was suspended from the conservatorship. He has been temporarily replaced by John Zabel, who is a certified public accountant. He will serve as the temporary conservator of the estate until the next scheduled court hearing. And according to NPR, that hearing, which is scheduled for November 12th, is the day that the judge plans to eliminate the conservatorship in its entirety so we have a lot of major progress here and it looks like britney is going to be free after 13 years in a little over a month and i i just saw this morning that she's on tiktok and posted a message thanking her fans and the hashtag free britney movement <laughs> And now we are going to be wrapping our show with Sam. We want to discuss the Netflix documentary that we all watched this weekend, Britney versus Spears.
2: Before I get started, I wanted to get a quick disclaimer. There are spoilers for the documentary, obviously, in this segment. So um, just be aware of that. The Netflix documentary Britney vs. Spears was released on September 28th, strategically one day before the court hearing that ended up ruling in favor of ending Jamie Spears conservatorship of Britney. The documentary features filmmaker Aaron Lee Carr and journalist Jenny Ellescue, who dive deep into the events leading up to the conservatorship, the conservatorship itself, Britney's fight to hire an attorney and the possible corruption within the whole situation. The documentary includes several interviews of people involved in the case, including doctors, attorneys, former managers, former assistants, and former boyfriends. The film focuses on Brittany's perspective, how her rights were violated, and how she felt controlled, and how she was ignored. The documentary started with the event that seemed to be the catalyst for the entire situation, her divorce with Kevin Federline, and the custody battle of her kids. The media frenzied over the divorce and custody battle. All of this seemed to lead to Britney's public downfall. It was briefly discussed that she was hospitalized after a public meltdown, but did not show any of the footage or discuss the situation fully. The documentary escalated when Carr and Elskew noted paperwork relating to Britney's condition at the start of the conservatorship. The form indicates what the person's impairment is that requires a conservatorship. The impairment that is checked on the form is dementia. Car and mentioned mention how odd that is given that dementia is normally associated with older people. In the publicly available court documents, there was only one name listed for the initial medical evaluation, which was a geriatric psychiatrist, Dr. J. Edward Spar. In the interview with Dr. Spar, he refused to acknowledge that he ever met Brittany or even evaluated her. Something that I found very alarming in this documentary is when LSQ mentioned that when one is being made a conservatee, they are entitled to five days' notice in case they want to contest and or hire a lawyer. However, Brittany was not given any notice at all about the fact that she would become a conservatee. In the documentary, it was brought up that an anonymous source had reached out to the filmmakers. The source had several confidential documents concerning the conservatorship. These documents included reports that stated, quote, Britney Jean Spears lacks the capacity to retain and direct counsel. Brittany Jean Spears lacks the capacity to understand or manage her own financial affairs without being subject to undue influence. End quote. Carr and note that at the same time the report was being written, Brittany was working on the set of How I Met Your Mother. The documentary then goes on to point out several times that Brittany either insinuated or flat out stated that she did not approve of the conservatorship she asked her friend Adam Streisand to read a statement she wrote on TV. The letter stated, quote, This year, Britney's been silenced to speak out about anything that's really going on. The people controlling her life have made millions this year. She would love for new eyes to see her situation, but if she brings it up, she is constantly threatened that the conservators will take her kids away, end quote. The letter was never read on TV, as lawyers prevented it. It is later revealed that Jenny Eliskew actually got actively involved in Brittany's situation. She had secretly met with Brittany to give her paperwork to signs stating that she wanted a lawyer. The documents were basically ignored and it was ruled that Britney lacked the capacity to choose a lawyer. Personally, the most shocking moment of the documentary came at the end when a recording was played of Brittany's statement during her court case in June 2021. Brittany stated that she felt like she wasn't heard the last time she went to court. She stated that her management forced her to go on tour and threatened to sue if she refused. And that she ended up doing the tour because she couldn't have her own attorney under the conservatorship. She also spoke about how she was taken off her normal medications and put on lithium against her will. She said that her dad and anyone involved in the conservatorship should be in jail. She said it made no sense for the state of California to sit back and watch her make a living for so many people. And lastly, she claimed that she deserved normal rights like any other person. On June 30th, 2021, one week after the hearing, the judge denied Brittany's request to have her father removed from the conservatorship. I've seen a lot of mixed reviews about the documentary online, um, but personally, I think the documentary is definitely worth watching. It gives a full and detailed account of the events of the conservatorship chronologically. It mentions important court documents as well as leaked documents and evidence of Britney's disapproval of the conservatorship. And it exposes the amount of money made by those involved in the conservatorship. I think the documentary is well done investigative journalism, and I would recommend it to anyone interested in the case of the conservatorship of
1: Britney. All right. Thank you. Thoughts on the documentary?
0: You know, I got to say, as someone who really didn't know anything about the case before watching it, I think it was really interesting just to see how messed up the situation is. And aside from everything with the conservatorship, just how much pressure was placed on her as a really young star. And you feel bad for her just as a human being.
2: Yeah, I agree. It It is really hard to see that. Um. One of the things that really annoyed me was the refusal of some of the interviewees to answer questions. Dr. Spar didn't answer any of the questions relating to Britney or the conservatorship and refused to acknowledge that he even met her, let alone evaluated her. Why do you guys think some of those interviewed were so reluctant to speak? I I think, honestly,
3: I think they were reluctant to speak. Like For some of them, it was just because they know this team is crooked. Like, they they have hands everywhere, so they're like, oh, I I won't talk about this. I'm not going to speak about this. But for some of them, I think you would ask, like, why wouldn't they cut out the part with the doctor? And I think that's just because it kind of shows that he looks kind of guilty. Like, he's talking like he's guilty of something. He's denying it, but his body language is kind of giving it away.
1: And he's such an instrumental figure in how all of this even got started, and he's not taking any responsibility on any of it, basically.
2: The whole time I was like, why is he even here? Does he not realize this is an interview for a movie about Britney Spears and he won't even comment on Britney Spears at all? I mean, it made no yeah, sense. Yeah,
1: that was definitely bizarre. Very. Anything else anyone wants to say about Britney versus Spears or the topic at large?
2: I th- I think it did a great
3: job. And um, visuals were amazing. I remember th- we always hear that the paparazzi were swarming her, but there is a part in the documentary where literally she was in an ambulance she was in an ambulance and these people were swarming it looked like it looked like a zombie apocalypse movie like it was just so many paparazzi photographers and like journalists and like all sorts of people just chasing her ambulance
1: all right so thank you for that everybody thank you for the segment sam this has been the pulse here on kcou 88.1 fm columbia that's all for us tonight folks thank you so much for joining us We got shows every weekday at 5 p.m. except for on Tuesdays. So please feel free to hop on by. And in the meantime, stay safe, stay healthy, and have a great week.